Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. Alan Kohler here with this week's Crypto Watch, and it's Roger Ver who runs a website called Bitcoin.com, and these days he's the main proselytizer for Bitcoin Cash, uh, which is the competitor to Bitcoin. And recently he tweeted that uh, Bitcoin Cash can do and did the other day more transactions in a single day than Bitcoin ever did, and it's much cheaper. So he's uh, he's all about Bitcoin Cash now. He reckons that it's the one that's going to take over, and uh, it's the cryptocurrency and the price of Bitcoin Cash is going to be more than Bitcoin eventually. Currently, it's 694 versus 6,981, so one-tenth of the price of Bitcoin. So Roger's got all his money in Bitcoin cash and he reckons that's going to go up to the price of Bitcoin. So here's Roger Fur of Bitcoin.com. So Roger, the other day you tweeted an interesting tweet. Uh, you said Bitcoin cash just processed more transactions in a single day than Bitcoin ever has. And the fee stated a fraction of a penny. Um, and uh, but, and very interesting. But, but the fact is that Bitcoin cash Bitcoin Cash's price has fallen 83% from its peak, while Bitcoin has fallen 64%. Um, so not that much difference, but a bit more. So, I mean, how do we reconcile the price? Um, and does the price matter to Bitcoin Cash's success? No, I, I think the price is one of the most, one of the least interesting things about digital currencies in general. The really exciting things are the utility that they provide which is that they allow anyone to send and receive any amount of money with anyone anywhere in the world instantly, basically for free, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. And that's the speech that I've been giving about Bitcoin since 2011 that's still completely true today about Bitcoin Cash and is no longer true about BTC. Uh, and so I actually made another video recently explaining the reasons why I think Bitcoin Cash has much more Bitcoinness about it than the BTC version does at this point. So in my book, uh, Bitcoin Cash basically is Bitcoin. And BTC is some science project that doesn't have a white paper or a roadmap, and we're not exactly sure what they're trying to become. And I, I wish them good luck, but it's not the version of Bitcoin that I got involved with, and it's not the version of Bitcoin that became, uh, you know, that led to it becoming a worldwide success. In fact, you've you've said that Bitcoin Cash, or if you read, you've said that if you read the uh, the original Satoshi Nakamoto white paper establishing Bitcoin, um, it actually he says. You say he's talking more about Bitcoin Cash than Bitcoin. Yeah, it's very clear. The very title of the white paper is Bitcoin, uh, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And yet the BTC supporters of today mock the idea of using it as cash. So if they're mocking the very use case that's described in the very title of the white paper that describes what Bitcoin is, I don't see how they have any sort of legitimate claim to, to being Bitcoin. They're not. So explain what you meant by that tweet um, I mean, it's, I suppose it's clear what you mean, but explain the, the numbers and the, and, and the actual transactions going on behind that tweet about Bitcoin Cash processing more transactions in a day than BTC ever has. What, what, yeah, is actually, um, what is actually going on? So what was going on is on August 1st was the one-year anniversary of the, the preservation of the, the spirit of Bitcoin, uh, which is now alive in the form of Bitcoin Cash. Uh, and so the Bitcoin Cash network has somewhere in the ballpark of about 30 times the transactional throughput capacity of BTC at this point. 
So on the August 1st, a bunch of people got together and just made a bunch of transactions just to kind of show that they could, to be honest. And uh, and that particular day, it processed around, I think it was 700,000 transactions on the Bitcoin Cash network, whereas the most the BTC network has ever processed in a single day is around 400,000 transactions. So that just shows that you know the, all the additional capacity for more people around the world to start using digital currencies cash is, is is on bitcoin cash and has the merchant adoption and the developers building out and the new apps and the big conferences and all sorts of things happening just uh every day it's impossible to keep up with all the great news that's happening on top of uh bitcoin cash and in fact uh one exciting example of that that's close to home for you is down there in melbourne australia uh at the melbourne airport just about every shop in the airport is accepting digital currencies for payment and uh the, the digital currency that's used more than any other is Bitcoin Cash. More people are using Bitcoin Cash to buy things at the Melbourne airport there than, than Ethereum or BTC or, or anything at all for that matter. So it's really a good example of how Bitcoin Cash is cash and more and more people are using it that way. And it's just getting more and more adoption around the world. And in time, as that happens, we'll see that reflected in the price. But it's still very early. So the price is very volatile and goes up and down you know, by a lot. But uh, the underlying use case there is right there. You can send and receive any amount of money anywhere instantly, basically for free with Bitcoin Cash. You can't do that with with BTC any longer. And that's by the intentional design of these BTC supporters because they're hostile to the very use case as described in the original Bitcoin white paper of using it as cash. So, so why are why do people use Bitcoin Cash more? What's what's the advantage? The, it's just plain and simple, better money. It's faster, cheaper, and more reliable transactions. And when you have two similar products, but one is faster, cheaper, and more reliable to use, um, and the only downside is that some people on the internet are mad at it and call it funny names, um, people are going to use it because <laughs> when things are useful, people use it. So, so what's the, like, what's, uh, what, is the, what is the cost of using it versus the cost of using Bitcoin? So right now today, to use to make a Bitcoin Cash transaction, it costs about one fifth of a U.S. penny to do so, and to make a Bitcoin Core BTC transaction, uh, it costs around somewhere between thirty cents and a dollar at the moment. So if you can pay a fraction of a penny, or you know a fraction of a dollar, it's not a tough decision to to accomplish the exact same end results. We have companies like BitPay that uh, are the world's largest payment processor for Bitcoin transactions. They already, uh, they already accept Bitcoin Cash in every single shop that they support. So uh, it's it's not a tough decision. If you you know want to pay an extra fraction of a penny to to buy something online or pay a fraction of a dollar, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out which one people are going to prefer. And it's Bitcoin Cash, and we're seeing it get more and more traction around the world every single day. So obviously that day on August the first was an unusual day. Everyone was you know you're doing something, you're doing a lot of transactions to make a point. What's how many transactions are there on a normal day? Um, I can pull it up for you real quick, but uh, it's it's more like in the tens of thousands on, on a normal day. So, but it's growing. You can see it growing, you know, month after month, and more and more people using it, and more and more shops using it. And uh, you know, Bitcoin.com, we have about a hundred people on payroll. All of them are paid in Bitcoin Cash. They used to all be paid in BTC until the BTC network, intentionally by the BTC supporters, became unusual uh, unusable last year. And not only did it become unusable, they were then cheering about the fact that it was unusable. So not only myself, but lots and lots of other businesses like Purse.io, which is one of my favorites, um, all of them switched over their payroll and, and most of their other activities from using BTC to using BCH because it actually works better as money. So so why hasn't that 
been uh, expressed in the price? Uh, the price lags behind uh, is a reflection of, of the actual underlying economic utility. So I think if we wait another year or two, uh, the, I would be absolutely stunned if the Bitcoin cash price doesn't surpass the BTC price. And uh, a lot of people today you know, think that I was visionary with my prediction of Bitcoin becoming popular around the world. But at the time I was making those predictions and you know, open public bets with the world back in 2011 and 2012 when Bitcoin was just a dollar or two. People, you know, called me an idiot and all sorts of bad names for saying that Bitcoin was going to become popular all over the world. And so today I'm saying that Bitcoin Cash is going to become more popular all over the world than BTC. And some people on the Internet are calling me stupid for that sort of thing. But I was proven right the last time. And uh, I'm very confident that I'm going to be proven right uh, this time. It's just a matter of how much time it's going to take. So, so uh, But are you saying that uh, the only reason people will buy Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash is uh, for transactions rather than for a store of money and um, and so on. That seems to be part of the reason people are buying Bitcoin is to is to invest in something. Yeah, so I think those people haven't studied economics, um, and if they had, they'd understand that the only way something comes to be used as a store of value is if it has some additional use case. So the reason everybody wants to use you know U.S. dollars or Australian dollars as a store of value is because you can spend them everywhere. And if suddenly tomorrow you weren't able to spend your Australian dollars at every merchant in Australia, you wouldn't have any reason to use them as a store of value anymore. You would switch to using whatever it is that you can spend at every shop around the world uh, or around the country at the very least as a store of value. So the only reason the dollar is used as a store of value is because you can spend them everywhere. The only reason BTC started to become used as a store of value is because you could spend them everywhere. But then the BTC camp became hostile to the idea of them even being spendable. And so... Now people are it's just riding on its own coattails, whereas if you look around the world, you never ever have two separate currencies for one for a store of value and one for what you can spend. It's the same thing. So the, the, the currency that you can use for small value transactions is the same that you wind up using for big value transactions and is the same to use as a store of value. And so the same is going to wind up being true for Bitcoin Cash. The fact that you can use it as cash for both small and large transactions alike mean that people will also use it as a store of value. And is the reason that you think that the price will go up is because people, in order to um, in order to use it as a, uh, for transactions, they have to buy them, uh, and uh, and the process of buying them obviously drives the price up. Is that what you're saying? I mean, uh, uh, it, it seems to the me. Process I, of, I, I mean, the, I personally have a lot of difficulty connecting the price of this thing to its use as a uh, as a means of transactions. So like everything in the world, the price is set by supply and demand. And the reason people would demand to hold Bitcoin Cash is if it's more useful than other things that they have available to them, like their you know, US dollars or Australian dollars or BTC or you know, take your other pick of cryptocurrencies. And so the way to get more people to use something is to make it more useful. And if you look at all the dig- different digital currencies around the world, Bitcoin Cash, I think, is the most useful one because it has some of the very lowest fees and the very fastest transactions and the biggest user base with the largest number of merchants accepting it as money. And uh, it's one of the most liquid cryptocurrencies as well. So you put all those factors together, Bitcoin Cash is incredibly useful. And because it's incredibly useful, more people are going to start using it over time. And as more people use it, that increases the demand. And because the supply is limited to 21 million, as the demand increases, the price will go up over time. So from an investment standpoint, I think Bitcoin Cash is an incredibly good investment in the long term. It might not go up overnight, but if you wait a year or two or three, I think you'll do fantastically well. And that's why I'm storing the majority of my own net worth in Bitcoin Cash at this point, because I think it's the cryptocurrency with the brightest potential future. It is interesting that the maximum 
uh, supply of Bitcoin Cash is 21 million, which is exactly the same as Bitcoin Core. Uh, and also that the circulating supply of Bitcoin Cash at the moment is for 17.3 or so um, a million, which is almost the same as BTC. So, uh, right. They have, they have the exact same origin. They, they were both they both used to be the exact same coin and they both got started in 2009 and then the BTC camp decided that they wanted their version of BTC or Bitcoin to be something that wasn't even remotely described in the original Bitcoin white paper. It wasn't the thing that I got involved in in 2011. It wasn't the thing that Gavin Andreessen, the person that Satoshi Nakamoto turned the project over to when he left. It wasn't the thing that he got involved in. It's just some new unproven science project that uh, that frankly I'm, I'm concerned about because uh, it doesn't have any sort of track record or history. And from all of my study of business and economics, I'm very, very skeptical. And my study of computer science is why I'm very, very skeptical of the future of BTC, whereas Bitcoin Cash is, has the exact same economic formula and almost the same you know, computer science formula that made Bitcoin popular in the first place. And so it has you know, like an eight-year, nine-year track record of what worked and worked incredibly well to make it popular all around the world. Bitcoin Cash still has that. BTC doesn't. So if you look at the empirical evidence in history, uh, there's much more reason to be bullish about Bitcoin Cash than BTC at this point. Who, who is the Bitcoin camp, as you put it? And, and what are they trying to do? What, what, what's in it for them? The BTC camp are a bunch of people that uh, don't understand the origin of money and don't understand why something becomes useful as money. And uh, in fact, some of them are making videos about, you know, Keynesianism versus Austrianism, like economics, and they haven't even read any of the primary texts at all in regards to those sorts of things. So they're literally busy making videos and talking about things they have absolutely no understanding of at all. And it's just fine not to have an understanding of something, but you shouldn't have, you know, loud opinions about things that you don't have any background in or understanding of because then you just look like a fool when you do such a thing. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of things that I, I have, you know, very little understanding of at all, but I'm not busy making videos about them on YouTube all day. Uh, I try and focus on the things that I do have a background in and do have a deep understanding of uh, because that's where my, my advantage is. So uh, the BTC camp, I, I basically just see them as a bunch of, uh, you know, online lynch mob of social justice warriors when it comes to Bitcoin stuff. And they just think that anybody that doesn't follow the herd mentality needs to be, you know, excommunicated from the group and attacked and, and beaten down. Uh, and it shows in the fact that they're engaging in a huge amount of, you know, censorship within their community. If anybody, uh, you know, has a moment, go on Google and, and Google, you know, our Bitcoin censorship. And you'll be stunned when you see the, the thought manipulation that's been going on within the BTC camp, whereas the BCH camp, the Bitcoin Cash camp, have openly and staunchly supported the free discussion of ideas. And, and we think people should be allowed to talk about differing opinions and, and we should explain why we think the other person is wrong or why we think we're right and let the free ideas flow and people can decide for themselves what makes sense and what doesn't. Whereas in the BTC camp, literally, they, they will literally delete anybody's post that doesn't, you know, march in lockstep with uh, with their their group group think opinions over there. So I mean, it's really uh, disappointing to see that having happened to a Bitcoin community that used to be this, you know, libertarian championing of free speech and free ideas. And those that spirit's still alive with Bitcoin Cash. Uh, it's long dead and gone with BTC at this point, which is breaks my heart to say, but that's the truth. It's interesting when I whenever I talk to people about people in this community about you know who's, which which of the various cryptocurrencies will will end up becoming money or you know the the sort of the premium 
the main kind of um, replacement for money. Everyone goes, oh, well, uh, Bitcoin's got the brand. There are other ones that are better, but Bitcoin's got the brand, so it'll probably win. Um, but you were saying that the Bitcoin camp actually deliberately are trying to stop Bitcoin becoming money. Is that right? Yeah, um, and that sounds shocking to lots of people when they hear that, but I actually put together a whole presentation with actual you know, direct quotes with citations for each and every quote of a bunch of these Bitcoin core supporters and Blockstream developers where they openly say that they can't wait and that they're excited for the fees on BTC to become as high as 100 or even $1,000 per transaction. And these people are talking about how high fees are a good thing. And for anybody that wants to use something as money, you know that low fees are a good thing and that the fees need to be low and the transactions need to be fast and reliable. Yet these people are openly and publicly saying that they want the transactions to be slow, expensive, and unreliable and the fees to be high. And well, I have news for you. Anytime something's slow, expensive, and unreliable, people are going to seek out an alternative. And they're right that you know BTC has the Bitcoin brand. But it's only it's Bitcoin in name only. It's not the version of Bitcoin that became popular to begin with. And it's only going to be able to ride on that brand recognition that people like myself and most of the other Bitcoin Cash supporters today were the ones that built up that brand and built the businesses that made Bitcoin popular to begin with. The vast majority of us are on Bitcoin Cash now. And you can see us busy building all the businesses and infrastructure on Bitcoin Cash. And it's not going to take too much longer before Bitcoin Cash uh, surpasses bitcoin in market share of like mind share in the world and around that same time people will probably just start referring to bitcoin cash as bitcoin because if you read the white paper and the definition of what bitcoin is it's bitcoin cash it's not btc what about the other ones um like ethereum um litecoin iota eos um and so on Where, where are they hitting I'm a really big fan of absolutely anything that works. And I wish, you know, Ethereum and Dash and Monero and, and all of these ones, I wish them really, really good luck uh, in their projects. And uh, anything that brings more usefulness to the world and more individual economic for freedom to the world, I'm a fan of. And I don't care what, what it's called and which one it is. Um, but I want something that works. And I want something that works today. And the one that works the best today for the most number of people around the world is Bitcoin Cash. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Bitcoin Cash. But I, I wish good luck to every single cryptocurrency out there that brings more economic freedom to people in the world. But I don't think an electronic you know, store of value like BTC, I, I don't see that bringing more economic freedom to the world. I don't see that empowering individuals to have more control over their own lives, whereas things like Bitcoin Cash obviously do. Who, who is the Bitcoin Cash camp? Is that you? Uh, the Bitcoin Cash Camp is made up of millions of people all over the world and you know, businesses and developers and you know people worldwide. So uh, one of the, the talking points that they seem to have over in the BTC camp is that Bitcoin Cash is just Roger, but that's an absolute lie. I was late to the party when it came to Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash had already been around for months and months before I, I gave up on BTC. And these BTC people successfully morphed BT, Bitcoin BTC into being something that wasn't Bitcoin and something that wasn't useful to the world as, you know, free market money. And that's when I jumped into the promoting Bitcoin Cash full time. But there were already, you know, a whole bunch of people all over the world that were busy building on Bitcoin Cash before I even got involved. And uh, so the Bitcoin Cash, who is Bitcoin Cash? It's anybody that wants useful money around the world. And anybody that's, you know, sitting on the fence and isn't sure, please give BTC a try, give Bitcoin Cash a try, give Dash and, and all these other coins a try. And decide for yourself which one is the most useful for you in your life, and then use the one that's most useful to you. Uh, 
all that's all I can ask is is for people to use the coins that are the most useful to them in their own lives. And uh, if you give Bitcoin Cash a try, I'm confident that you'll you'll decide that it is Bitcoin Cash. Thanks for talking to us, Roger. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. That was Roger Ver, who runs a website called Bitcoin.com, and he's also the chief proselytizer for Bitcoin Cash. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch Market Wrap with market commentator Saeed Sadawi. The biggest news this week, without a doubt, involves the addition to firms offering Bitcoin futures trading. The Atlanta-based Intercontinental Exchange, or ICE, which owns the New York Stock Exchange, is entering the field with a new platform they call BACT. As a differentiating factor to competitors such as the Chicago Board Options Exchange, BACT will offer what they call one-day physical Bitcoin futures. Yep, that's right. Instead of traditional settlement occurring with only with cash, BACT offers legitimate Bitcoin settlements. Poised to launch in November pending final approval, BACT has already received overwhelming interest by world-class venture capital firms. Continued ETF troubles for the crypto community this week with the Securities and Exchange Commission or SEC delaying its ruling on the Van Eck SolidX Bitcoin ETF. This decision is now expected in September with room for further delays. The market took an expected dip in response to the news. Goldman Sachs is reportedly considering the offering of custody for crypto funds, meaning the fund will hold digital assets for its clients, protecting them from attacks. Such an offering would add a shine of credibility to the sector and encourage some welcomed competition to one of the sole firms offering such a large-scale crypto custody, namely Coinbase. While there's no confirmation as of yet, Goldman has demonstrated its interest in the space with its backed firm Circle acquiring US-based exchange Poloniex earlier this year. The infamous Jamie Dimon, chairman of JP Morgan Chase, famous for his hot and cold stance on blockchain, has continued in his tradition earlier this week noting blockchain technology as real, saying JP Morgan is testing it and it will use it for a whole lot of things. It didn't take Dimon long, however, to switch gears later in the week claiming crypto is nothing but a scam, suggesting governments could somehow just shut it down. Continuing to expand their offerings, Coinbase and its custodial branch is considering the addition of 34 cryptocurrencies, ranging from already trading to still within their fundraising stages, representing a partnership with the Electronic Transactions Clearing, or ETC, to provide custodial services. As the ETC is registered with the SEC, listed cryptocurrencies are, however, at this stage, being only considered pending further investigation from Coinbase's digital asset framework. And now onto the market wrap-up for the week. A very bloody week across the board, with most projects flirting with key support levels, both alts and Bitcoin couldn't escape the pinch. Sitting at a relatively small market cap of US $241 billion, overall market cap has declined a massive 13% from last week. There's been some late-week relief, however, which allowed for some alts to recover as BTC dominance slipped a little bit from its recent run, currently sitting at 47.7%, down almost 1% this week. Price action for Bitcoin, however, has been daunting to say the least. Falling 8.5% since the beginning of August, Bitcoin saw its retrace this week in the wake of a 60-day rally reaching highs of almost US 8,500. Currently sitting at US 6,700, representing a weekly drop of 10%. Weekly alt performance hasn't been much better though, with 10% drops across the board common among much of the top 100. While some projects such as OST are up over 30% this week, such positive performance is generally attributable to news-based catalysts such as a Binance listing. 
and the majors Ethereum, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin struggling to maintain prior week's gains down on average 6.7%. With however BTC dominance looking it might take a temporary backseat, participants are looking for a potential stronger performance across alts into the coming weeks. And that's all for the weekly wrap up, I'm Sayed Sadawi and I'll see you next time. Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. Our theme music was written and recorded by Broke for free.